I was talking to um, uh, Benny and some others about tonight's service, and um, and they said it's going to be about thirty to forty minutes. And I said, "Okay, I think I can cut it to thirty to forty minutes." And they said, "No, no, the service, not the sermon, the service." And I said, "I, I was just kidding. I understood." But I wanted to share a couple of verses with you out of Matthew chapter 26. And if you would stand for the reading of the Word of God there, it's verses 26 through 28. It should be a very familiar passage to you. It says this, And as they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body. Then he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. This is the word of God for God's people. Amen. May God add his blessing to the word. You may be seated. I was thinking of all the different Thanksgiving services I've been to. We always talk about what we're thankful for. I thought, what about the things we should be thankful for that we didn't get? Like in trouble when we were younger. In 2000, I was in a bout of depression. And one night I laid down and I asked God, please do not let me wake up ever again. I'm thankful he did not answer that prayer. That's one of the blessings I'm glad that I did not get. Every day he doesn't answer that prayer is a blessing to me now. I see every day as a gift. I asked some people just to see what would be their answer. And that is, what's the greatest thing that you have in your life that you're thankful for? Invariably, it was a person or people. Children, spouse, significant other. Family, And I said, anything else? And they said, well, that pretty well covers it. Without them, I, I don't have a whole lot to be thankful for with, unless they're in my life. For me, like I said, it's unanswered prayer each new day. New grandbabies. First Thanksgiving with the second one, second one with the, with the first one. Thankful for the Lord's Prayer. That's the prayer that led me to Christ. I'm thankful for the call to self-surrender in 1997 when I asked the Lord to crucify anything inside of me that didn't please Him and only resurrect what He wanted to live. He answered that prayer. But I'm more thankful, probably most thankful, that God did not give up on me. And it has helped me and led me to not give up on other people. My children have a much more patient father than I did. Because God didn't give up on me. At times I thought my dad did. So what are you thankful for? And what are you thankful for not having? In scripture, Jesus is on a hillside. This is a story a long time before he institutes Holy Communion in the text I just read. But there's a parallel, so I want to bring it to you. He sat on a hillside with some disciples who were bone tired. He had sent them out. They'd done great work. 
And they came back excited about it. And Jesus said, well, we got some work to do. There was about 5,000 men and many more women and children out there that day listening to Jesus teach. Toward the end of the day, they were hungry. And and the scripture records that he fed the 5,000. And says that he fed them with five loaves of bread and two fish that someone had volunteered because that's what they had. So when Jesus received that, it says that he took the bread and broke it and gave thanks for the bread. Now, I'm not going to get into a whole lot of details of how we know this, but when Jesus took the bread and broke it, he didn't just go, well, thank you for the food, Father, like that. He lifted it up. It says it says he lifted the bread, broke it like that, and said, thank you, Father, for this bread. And at that time, he gave it to his disciples and fed the 5,000 plus and had much left over. So that's a pretty neat story, right? But if you listen to the story of Holy Communion, it says that Jesus took the bread and lifted it up just like he did then and broke it. Guess what? This one didn't multiply. Wonder why. But he said, this is my body and it's broken for you. It's what we say during communion. And then he gave it to the disciples to eat. I think the reason the bread didn't multiply was because he said it represented him. And the disciples, when they received him, would have to go and make him multiply. Rather than him multiplying the bread, we would be the bread to the world around us. And we would multiply and be Christ body to the world. And that's what I say during communion and praying over it is, Lord, bless these elements that it would be for us, the body and the blood of Jesus Christ, that we would be the body of Christ to the world. So his body makes us his body. And it continues to multiply even today. But but if you think about that for a second... And I've said this many times in communion, but when I was looking at this passage today, I said, I got to talk about this. This is really exciting to me because I never saw this. And when I see something in Scripture, I got to tell you. It says, after the supper was over, he says he took the cup and he gave thanks for it, blessing, gave it to the disciples. And we go, yeah, okay, great, great. But he said, this is my blood poured out for you and for many. But listen, when he, he lifts up the cup and said, this is my blood that I'm going to pour out for you, Heavenly Father. Thank you? (laughs) Thank you? I'm going, uh, I'm not so thankful about that one. That one seems like a very painful thing to be thankful for. But he thanked God for the covenant he was establishing with his own blood. It was a cup of thanks. We know in the Garden of Gethsemane just a few hours later that he's asking God to take that cup away. But here he is giving thanks for it. He's giving thanks to God for his own cup of suffering. How often do we thank God for that? God, thank you for this task you've given me that's going to wear me out. (laughs) Going to tear my life apart. He gave thanks for a cup that cost him his life. He said, my blood is poured out for you and for many to forgive your sin. 
It's a new covenant. He's not thankful, I think, for the way it happened, but that it was happening. That he could give us life. But ponder that for a second. Thankful for the opportunity to give his life for the Father. Hmm. Wouldn't that be the greatest gift of gratitude? God, thank you for being able to use me to bless others. Wouldn't that be great? To know that you can bless others like that? Wouldn't that be just a blessing that you didn't expect? Someone once said this, and I I agree thoroughly, that the greatest problem we have in society is people are ungrateful. That we cannot move forward if we don't give thanks for what we already have. Because if we don't give thanks, thanks for it, we think we're entitled to it. And if we think we're entitled to it, then we're upset when we don't have it. Like, you know, you should help me with this because I need help and therefore you should help me. Not thank you for helping me. It means a lot to me. There's a difference when gratitude is expressed, isn't there? Our inability to be grateful is the greatest problem in our world today, I believe. But when we live with a life of thankfulness, get this. Jesus said, this is my body and it's broken. I'm thankful for it. Now multiply what I'm doing. Be my body. And I'm going to pour out my life now. Here's the cup and I'm thankful I get to do that. I'm thankful today that my heavenly father saw me as one he could trust with the message of salvation through my blood. Can the heavenly father trust you to be the message of salvation as the body of Christ giving your life for the kingdom of God with gratitude to thank him that he included you in it he didn't have to do that it's a finished work on Calvary but I promise you the work goes on for us and as long as there's a body of Christ we can still be thankful there's more to do and I pray from this day forward, that we're always waking up thankful for the opportunity to serve, to be the body and blood of Christ, and fill up the work he has yet to do in this world through us. To be thankful for those opportunities rather than, oh, i got to help them, but rather, God, thank you that you're letting me do this because there was a time when you would not have. But you included me in your family, which means you include me in your work. And the greatest work was Jesus Christ on Calvary, and he's the first work. Now we do the next. And I'm thankful for all who are faithful to pick up the towel, to carry their cross, and do what's necessary for the kingdom. Would you pray with me? Gracious Heavenly Father, thank you that you know us, that you love us. That the cup of thanks that Jesus gave is an example for us today. That as we partake of our Thanksgiving meals, some people around us, even in our communities, are going to be wondering if they'll even have a Thanksgiving. 
if they even have a home the following year, if they have a place to stay. And Heavenly Father, if that need comes across our plate, may we be your lifeblood to them and say, you are not alone. We are with you. We are going to be there every step of the way until you reach your final destination as a family member with Jesus Christ. Amen.